This is Samia Bano with Make Change Fun and Easy, podcast to help you create massive positive change in your life and the world. Hello, Salam, Shalom, Namaste, Sastrakal, Aloha, Hola, and Ciao, and Bonjour. It's so good to be with you today and get excited because our guest today is Samantha Greider, who's a high performance coach for women. I'm so excited to have you with me, Samantha. Well, I will have you just jump right in and tell us more about you. Oh, Samia, thank you so much for having me. First of all, I'm really humbled and grateful to get to connect with you and and share this time and, and share some golden nuggets of truth and tools for people. Um, thank you for that intro and, and a little bit more about me. Um, I am Samantha Greider, a high performance coach for women. And, and what that really is, is I help women to get the most out of their life by taking extreme responsibility and ownership for our choices and really getting the most out of life by doing that. And um, I'm an Arizonan born and raised actually up in Northern Arizona on this surprisingly rainy day. And uh, I, I've got this interesting and eclectic background that helped coaching to find me a lot of people ask that question of like well how did you start coaching right right (laughs) and coaching really found me in in a funny way and and it took a lot of years of understanding myself and stripping away labels and finding tools inside of myself and in my story that I've been carrying around this heavy luggage for a really long time and and I learned to identify with it and and find awareness and motivation in inside of myself and in all of that I've been a chef and I've been uh, an innkeeper and and now I get to be a high performance coach and a wife and a dog mom and an Airbnb host as well. Uh, a little bit about me. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing. And, you know, one of the things that I know you're really awesome at helping people with is achieving more self-awareness and getting to know their own stories. Can you tell me more about, about that? Mm, definitely. Yeah. Our, Our stories, like I said, a lot of times we look at our stories as this luggage we've been carrying around or like this heavy boulder we have to struggle with as we navigate life that's being given to us. And I love getting the opportunity to connect with and, and hear stories of where people have gone from and through and with to be the person that I get to connect with in that moment like getting to connect with you Samia it it was you have this beautiful story of how you show up and how you ended up 
looking for people for your podcast. And same with me, looking for an opportunity to share some more value in the world in places I might not have before. And so what I love about stories and becoming aware of our stories, first of all, and then owning our stories most more so and and eventually becoming authentic in our stories is that it's ours we don't have to do anything for it we don't have to change we don't have to be someone else go somewhere else we start from right where we're at can you give an example of what it looks like for someone who is not aware of their story who is not owning their story like what might happen for them in that case case in point me no <laughs> i love it i i only share value because i walked the path right <laughs> i i should only share what i know and i can only share what i know um, like I was saying, we all have a journey that we've gone through. And, and so I found these nuggets and tools that have helped me to understand how blind and unaware I was. I, I really identified with a lot of things such as anorexic and uh, uh, I nervous. Uh, overthinker, perfectionist, people pleaser, all these labels I had identified with. I really identified with being this empathic person and, and super vigilant and really living at cause of my past saying, oh, I'm this way because of that. Oh. I have to be this way because of that. Uh, yeah, no, you know, that, you made me think about my own, some aspects of my own story and how I didn't always own it. Not that I wanted to deny it, but I, I think part of the self-awareness aspect of it also kicks in in my in my situation because I think for me the 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 dramatic aspect of my story starts when I was around eight years old and I survived child sexual abuse. I mean I have memories from before that time but that is a trauma I experienced that just just sort of overtook everything and it just sort of you know um put these sort of perspective blinders on so everything mm -hmm. that i was seeing in my life and about myself was through this perspective very narrow perspective of i've suffered this trauma and uh and you know just feeling the suffering that i felt because of it and of course, not to say that that wasn't true, but it was only a part of mm. the truth. It was only a part of my story. And even in that context, when I was so focused on the suffering, 
I didn't see the whole story that's even associated or that can be a part of the story of being a trauma survivor. You know, for example, now when I look at my story of being a trauma survivor, I don't just see the parts of, you know, the like the dramatic parts, the painful parts, the hurtful parts. I also now see the parts where I learned amazing lessons in life to help me grow into the person that I am today that I really love. Yes. So, yeah. I love that aspect you brought out. It's that silly play of hindsight's 2020 mm. when we look back over and and i think an aspect of that you were asking of is like you're saying looking back over in in non-judgment and and with more of like appreciation for mm. it of like i i that is how i got to here versus that like oh i had to go yeah i love too how you highlighted that the blinders Mm -hmm. and how we we don't even know what we don't know Mm. our minds are so amazing oh yeah (laughs) that's why self-awareness is so important you know like if you if you don't even have awareness you don't have self-awareness how can you even begin to create change in your life i mean you know you can try to create change but if you don't fully understand yourself you don't fully understand the situation that you're in you're going to struggle to find the right solution exactly that's that's one of like the best and the worst things about coaching because like like we just said we don't know what we don't know and then we start to illuminate all these things of like okay we know what we don't know and now we have to make the choices to do the things now that we know and it's it's learning how to create that that fun and and enjoyment and curiosity really of like whoa how did i get here really all that made this whoa and then in coaching my favorite part is how we take all of that like whoa feeling and we start to understand like okay we want to move forward we want to like you were saying how do we how do we know we're having fun for a long time myself i like waking up it was like this feeling of do i like that do i like getting up at 6 a.m or or maybe i like getting up at 6 15 you know like what how do we start figuring out what we actually like it sounds so simple however it's not that easy yes oh my gosh you just made me think of this movie uh the runaway bride and there's, you have not? Okay, wait. I'm terrible with names, but it has this very famous actress 
anyway the 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 storyline of this movie if i'm not messing it up i saw it a long time ago is that there's this lady who is infamous for running away from her wedding on the day of her wedding so she she gets engaged she gets to her wedding day and then she runs away and it keeps happening and every time you know the person she gets engaged to they're like no no this time you know i'm convinced she really loves me and we'll make the spark and this is true love this is it but every time she she runs away and um and so there's this um reporter fellow who hears about what's happening with this person and he's like i'm going to do a bigger story on her and um you know uh, and so he comes to meet her he ends up falling in love with her they end up getting engaged and he's like also thinking this is it she really loves me and we're really going to make this work <laughs> because unlike all these other fools <laughs> before me i really know her i really oh. know her and then <laughs> it's their wedding day and she runs away again <laughs> <gasps> and and this time though something different happens because she eventually comes back to him and she's she actually proposes to him and she's like now i'm ready i'm ready to get married to you and commit to you and he's like what changed what's different and the the core lesson of this movie was that the heroine she she says you know you you are right none of those other guys knew me i was always acting i was i, I was just always being who i thought they wanted me to mm-hmm. be and therefore you know i when it came time to actually commit to being with them i couldn't do it like there's something in my heart that wouldn't let me do it with you you really do know do, you did come to know me but the problem was i still didn't know me and so i still could not commit and in the time that they were that she after she ran away and that they were apart she is she she spent all that time getting to know herself wow. and i remember there were like all these scenes where one day she makes all these different kinds of eggs there's a hard boiled egg and uh, i don't know like what a fried egg and you know like all these different kinds of eggs and she's just which kind of egg do i really like <laughs> because every time you know she was with someone whatever egg kind of egg they liked that's the kind of egg she would be like oh that's my favorite too but you know it took her like <laughs> uh you know like this time of being like no i'm i'm just going to be by myself i'm not going to be with anyone else i'm not going to worry about it and this taking that time to get to know herself even something as seemingly little as what kind of egg do i actually like yeah yeah it's important it's important oh it's so true the little things in life are so important and they all add up you made me think of a couple of things first of all was a, an interview with jay shetty 
he was discussing similar to what you're saying that viewpoint and how we show if show up in the world it's uh, oftentimes we don't show up how we think we are mm. we show up how we think others think we are mm. like you're saying she 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 would show up and she thought she was supposed to be like that for those men and then this man showed up and was like I, I know you and she's like but I don't know me and that makes me think of that age-old oh oh it's the saying oh it's on the tip of my tongue you can lead a horse to water uh, but you can't convince it to drink yes exactly and you can't drink for it either exactly. uh, yeah yeah and that's the thing. Oh, I love this conversation. That's the thing about change makers and 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 being aware of ourselves. It it all starts within and and understanding ourselves. That's that I have to go watch that movie now. Um that's such a beautiful representation of what I love about coaching because it's so true. We have our stories start from the day we're born. And so if we start cultivating awareness at I'm 30, I've been on this journey for a, a couple of years. Other people start in their 50s, 60s, 70s. That's that's up to 70 years of of input. Yeah. Of awareness of uh, values, beliefs Going back to what you're saying, there was that huge impact at eight. And it's it's almost like like when you get shined with the flashlight. Have you ever been shined in the eyes with the flashlight? And, and then like five minutes later, you still have that light. And life is like that where this something happens to us and we have all these feelings and then we keep moving forward in life because it all keeps happening. And, and so we have all these values and inputs and things and, and our brains are so amazing how the values we create in our, in our little people when we're five and four. And so these values turn into beliefs. Yeah. that we, we start to carry with us, right? I'm sure in your journey with the beliefs you made at eight, you've worked through to be who you are today with me. And yes. yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah. and it's from those beliefs too. I work with my clients on this. It's it's from the beliefs that come from our values that we get these motivators yeah. to to get us to go in any direction, fight, flight, or freeze. And and that is where the behaviors start coming from. And and we for me, I can only speak from my own story. I was a freezer of like and that's where my people pleasing would come in and be like, oh, okay, what can I do to make this better? Ooh, I don't, ooh. Yeah. 
oh that's the similarity between you and me like i i use the language of being a conflict avoider <laughs> like i hated drama with passion like i couldn't tolerate any drama at all even like simple little 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 emotional things i i just couldn't handle it um i mean and i uh, wow it it had huge impact on my life and i didn't realize it was actually mm. all tied up with the trauma response because uh you know it, like when when you experience a trauma like different people will respond differently every survivor responds differently and so the way that i reacted was connected to my personality type you know and so i even prior to um experiencing the trauma that i did i was let's say lower on the emotional intelligence scale <laughs> than a lot of people i didn't necessarily have very healthy skills to be able to cope with my emotions and so when i experienced that huge trauma and then i had all these really intense emotions i certainly couldn't handle those and so my best strategy that my 8-year-old brain could come up with was to repress and to deny and to just try to avoid anything that triggered uh you know that sense of suffering and so you know uh, like that was one of the reasons i got so quiet and so withdrawn mm. the aftermath of the of the trauma that i experienced and i continued like that for like the next two decades like mm. i had no friends i couldn't i couldn't make any new friends or keep any friends because you know like or even in my own family um you know i was always just keeping to myself and by myself because to interact with people like you can't avoid emotions no <laughs> right you can't avoid emotions and so i was like just avoiding interaction with people um you know it was just a very um sad way to be but it was the best i could do until i developed those skills that i needed to cope with with my own emotions <laughs> and i remember one of the most scary things i did was because i knew i had this problem <laughs> i like forced myself to sign up to go through training to become a crisis counselor on a domestic violence sexual assault hotline and i was like if i can go through this training and i can learn to uh deal with all the drama that i would be exposed to on a crisis hotline <laughs> i can do anything <laughs> it was like so scary um to go through like just to sign up process and i was like oh no what am i doing <laughs> doing to myself but i i really had a strong sense that no this is something i have to do for myself uh to keep living my life um you know and so i did it and actually once i got into it it was it was so freeing it was so amazing and healing in so many ways and and actually uh ironically i became one of the best um trainees to the point that within like just a few months of graduating 
with my certification and being on the hotline, I got invited to become a trainer for other people training to do crisis counseling on the hotline. I was like, yay, awesome. That is, it, oh, I yeah. love how beautiful, how the hardest parts of our stories often become the biggest highlights in, in our growth. Yes, yes. Yeah, but you know, like coming from that point of self-awareness to, to first recognize, oh, that mm. I'm behaving this way, the reason I'm so withdrawn and not able to have healthy, happy relationships and friendships in my life is because, you know, I'm having this trauma response of not being able to deal with my emotions. And so that's the real cause. It's not that there's something wrong with me or wrong with other people. <laughs> You know, and that's what I meant. Like, if you don't have a, a proper self-awareness, mm -hmm. if you don't have proper awareness of what the problem is, you can't find the right solution. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. I love what you were saying, too, about the emotions that come up. I feel like for me and mine, the emotions would come up. And like you're saying, I didn't, my brain was like, nope, shut down. And then. I get into adulthood and like you're saying time for a long time but you can't please everybody <laughs> it's like whoa my brain just like exploded when i wrapped my brain around that and was like okay i have to figure out and navigate life pleasing myself and everything else will fall around that and yeah yeah and and really coming back to that that self-awareness that for me it was like the sadness isn't gonna last forever this anger isn't all-consuming it's it's anger and being aware of it and from that awareness like you're saying it's like okay okay i'm aware of it now what do i do with all of that yeah. and then digesting like you were saying of like okay i want it i want to be like this i want to interact like this in the world and so we start like you did you went and tried something and i really identify with that doing hard things simply to do hard things like you're saying i remember a I had been doing nothing for quite some time, honestly. I was just doing nothing in life. And my really good friend called me up with a job opportunity in another country to uh, volunteer. And I was like, that moment of like, I can't leave the country. And then that other moment of like, you're literally not doing anything right now, ma'am. <laughs> and, and yeah, grabbing that awareness and being like, okay, I'm scared. What is this scared showing me? Yeah. Way before I even had the awareness that I have now, you know? Yes. What, what is something that helped you become more self-aware? What is something that our listeners can sort of try to tap into to help them become more self-aware? Mm. I love that question. The first step on my journey in self-awareness was 
recognizing recognizing the finger point for me a, in my story it was a lot of like well that's why i'm like this and well that's where that comes from and well this is because of that and and any aware person understands that when we point one finger out there's three fingers pointing back at myself and it was in that initial awareness of like oh i'm blaming someone again what oh i'm blaming someone again and and i hesitate to say that because my next reaction in my journey and and what i help women to not fall into is my next step was to react to that i was like ah i'm i'm pointing the finger oh judgment and that's wrong and don't do that and so part of me hesitates to say that the first step is is recognizing the finger pointing however like where i started a lot of it, us have that awareness and that label that we have all this luggage to slug along with us and it's that awareness again initial awareness that i'm blaming my luggage again i'm pointing a finger again it seems so simple but it's not as easy as it sounds yes but i love what you just said about you know even if you are not able to diagnose the cause or the root cause of why you're having a problem the fact that you're experiencing a problem the fact that you're feeling that heaviness of that luggage that you're carrying um, that's a point of self-awareness in itself you know like oh i have this weight on me uh, there's something wrong here that can actually in itself be a point of self-awareness and And then like you were saying earlier it's about curiosity get curious and be like why is this on me what can i do to get rid of it and then you begin to get closer to to the solutions and i also really loved what you said about the finger point <laughs> thingy i i will tell you as a happiness expert one of the hugest hugest lessons that i've learned in my life and that i now teach uh, and i feel so excited actually to be able to teach is this exact problem with the 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 all the judgments that we carry mm. and how that ruins our happiness Like literally, whether it's that you're judging yourself or that you're judging other people, judgments ruin our happiness because the moment it's like if you are judging something to be good, then of course you feel good about it. But mm -hmm. if you judge something to be bad, you then feel bad about it. And as long as you have a judgmental mindset, you'll always be judging things. There will always be things around you that you will be able to judge as bad if you choose to have you know a judgmental perspective 
And so there will always be things that will be around you uh, or happening with you or to you or within you that are there and, and making you unhappy. <laughs> and so if you really, really don't want to be unhappy in your life, one of the things you have to get rid of is this judgmental mindset. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but you know that then but then like you were saying it can be hard to get rid of the judgmental mindset because one of the triggers that I know I experienced is like when I realized how much I was judging other people then I started judging myself for judging other people for judging others exactly and and so then you, you you know that then you're like oh no oh no then you start feeling bad about yourself and I don't want to feel bad about myself. So then what do I do? Do I just start avoiding and (laughs) try suppressing all of these uncomfortable feelings and realizations? What do I do then? Right? It's this like doubt, this this snowball effect of like, uh uh-oh, I'm judging. Oh no, I have to stop judging. Oh no, I'm judging myself for judging. Oh no, I have to stop judging myself for judging them, but I'm judging my, oh my gosh, how do I get out of this judgment yeah. cycle? Oh my golly. I love what you, you're pointing out too. And I I was just talking to my mother earlier this morning and, and, and my coaches even earlier this morning. It's been a very early day today. And it's how how our brains are are path wired it's kind of like walking through a forest Mm. you walk the same path through a forest that pathway becomes really trodden really clear and and say we don't walk on that path for a little while it is some some grass grows over it some vines grow over it however a well-trodden path will always be slightly visible so we can pretty easily return to that path. And that's the same with our habits. We think, oh, oh, I'm going to do a 30 day challenge and I won't, I won't eat chocolate for the rest of my life. However, you're, you're 37 years old and you've been addicted to chocolate for 15 of those years. And we expect these things to just, oh, lickety split disappear on us. And, Mm -hmm. and I love how you brought up, it's like these things are a part of us and so we want to grow with the 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 change Mm. i I love i love using the word pivot rather than change because we are perfect we're perfect just where we are we'd we'd like to be slightly better for ourselves however that doesn't mean we need to become a whole new reinvented woman right (laughs) we can slightly pivot towards something and, and put on an outfit that makes us feel good or maybe choose a glass of water instead of um, you know a cough an extra coffee or it's it's these coming back to get back onto our own story and it's this that you and I were talking about about this that pre-step towards getting out of the judgment zone on ourselves. And, and I was just talking yesterday to somebody about how when we get out of the judgment zone of our own story and cultivate awareness, 
eventually we cultivate confidence. And so we're no longer at effect of life where the story is just happening. We have confidence in, in after awareness and accept, acceptance and then awareness and, and, and confidence. Then we start to write pages of our own story. Because yeah. at the end of the day, life is a choice. We get to choose either being at cause of whatever's happening. Life keeps going. I don't know if anybody noticed. <laughs> or choosing. You want to respond hmm. and show up. Yeah. Uh, that. I want to keep talking and it's like <laughs> wrapping up, but that's a beautiful, beautiful note to wrap up, at least for right now. And I just want to thank you again so much for being here with us today, Samantha, and giving of yourself so generously and with so much love. And, you know, I will look forward to having you come back and join us oh, again. Oh, I'm so excited. I love discussing with you and diving in deep on the truth and the, the gold in life. Yes. yes. So for sure, let's bring you back and continue to dig deeper. Okay.